0: Thank you. Welcome to A Write Good Tale, a podcast where we explore the good and the bad of storytelling, from films, video games, art and books, to songs, poetry, music and television. We talk about all the mediums through which stories are told and how they've impacted the world we live in today. I'm Stuart, and as ever, I'm not joined by Steve and Alex again. So come, pull up your seat, grab a nice drink and join us for A Write Good Tale. So it's a big one this year. Um, we're talking about a franchise, which is huge. I don't think you can go to any country in the world where this franchise isn't big. I'm talking video games, films, books, comics, magazines, toys, TV series. And it's impacted the impact of the world, you know, um, and whenever this topic comes up, you know, whenever this this thing is talked about, there's only one question. The first question everyone asks. And I'm going to ask that to my guest now. So who is your favourite Digimon?
1: What?
0: Who is your favourite Digimon? And why is it um, Apat- Patamon or Anjumon?
1: Um, Digimon.
0: That, joking. It's Pokemon, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. It is 2021. This is the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. So we decided to do an episode talking sort of maybe about Pokemon, but, but also um, I'll come to my guest in a second, but it's funny because when I was growing up on the playground, there was a rumor that went round when Digimon first appeared, that Digimon had been created by Sony to rival Pokemon's popularity. Um, I, don't, I remember it being quite a good fight because Pokemon was kind of childish and, and Ash kept exploding and doing funny little faces, but Digimon was kind of cool and they had final fantasy style hair and, the Pokemon weren't little creatures that were like that. They were like cool things that one of them turned into an angel. But looking back now, the 15 years or so I'm talking about, Pokemon won. Pokemon won that contest. So there we go. So that's what we're sort of partially talking about today. Um, I've actually got a guest on with me today. You might have already heard her voice. She is an artist who specializes I say specializers, which she'll be able to tell us more, but she certainly does a lot of Pokemon drawings for now, unless you pay her, in which case she'll draw anything you want. Um, commissions are open, and uh, she'll tell you where to find them in a minute. But there we go. So, so what a way to do it. Chat about Pokemon, because I know my guest is a huge Pokemon fan, and talk about my guest art. So my guest today is, and I'm probably going to say this wrong, but she's assured me she is going to correct me. It's hydramagon, hydramagon, hydramagon.
1: <laughs> Um, Hello, it's uh, it's hydramagon.
0: Hydramagon.
1: Hydramagon.
0: There we go. There we go, hydramagon. Um, I can call you hydramagon throughout this whole thing. That's going to be a bit of a mouthful. I'll call you Eliza. I'll jump in and out.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay.
0: We've we yeah. I think we we sort of, we know each other well enough to to call each other by our first names. So you don't have to Absolutely. call me you don't have to call me Dragon Lord or anything <laughs> like that. So, All right. So there we go. Um let's touch on the art first. Um, because I'm, Pokemon is is twenty five years old and so sprawling that you could probably talk about that for a bit longer. So when did you first decide to set up because I follow you on, on your Instagram and on your Twitter. When did you first decide that art was something that you wanted to, to put out there on the internet?
1: Well, I've been doing art for uh, quite some time now since I was little. And I suppose I've been publishing it on like other platforms for quite a while. But I never really considered Instagram as a place to publish my art until like, uh, I suppose it was June last year, I think, where I'm in a Discord server full of, Uh, other people like really supportive people who like assured me that it would be fine and that you know just go out there and share your art with other people
0: that's cool because yeah art, art is a funny one isn't it because some people for some people it's a very personal thing and some people don't want to share their art necessarily with the world and it must be quite difficult to make that decision did you find it difficult to kind of make the decision to start showing your art was it an easy decision to make was it something you thought about for a little while
1: I think well it, it depends on the person because usually you share your art because you're proud of it and you want to share it uh when I started out I was uh not this to say the least I just sort of wanted to do it for fun whereas uh now compared to now when I post my like pictures and stuff it's it's more based on sort of the business aspect sort of things I want to do something that will make me and the followers I have happy so you, you sort of you sort of start out sort of becoming like you share it because you want to but as you grow more of a follower base there is more than just what you want and that can be hard to sort of level up and come to like come to agreements and how to approach your audience and things like that.
0: We've spoke before, haven't we, about um, you maybe finding other things to draw or other things um, that that sort of uh, perhaps another series to go into, uh, be it Kingdom Hearts, Mario, Zelda, even The Last of Us, things like that. But, but you've, you're sort of quite keen to keep drawing what you're drawing. And that's interesting because yesterday I recorded, but the people listening to this, it won't be yesterday. It'll be a different week. But I recorded with a guy who's uh, making his own game, Aaron. He's making his own game, Nia. And he and I spoke a bit about how he's doing it for himself in a way. He's doing it because he enjoys the game that he's making and it's a game that he wants to play. And it's the same with the book that I've wrote that is still available for publishing rights. Please contact me on a um, it's still available for publishing rights. I wrote a book that I was interested in reading. So when I've spoke to you before about sort of saying, why don't you do some, some other art, maybe to open up those commercial streams, you've, you've been quite keen to stick to drawing what you enjoy, which is good. And, and do you think that's something that you've make, find makes the art easier for you?
1: It it definitely it definitely does because when once you get stuck in a franchise, you get attached to the characters and like the sort of the stories connected to them. And it helps you to like sort of imagine your own versions of them and just sort of to illustrate them a lot better.
0: I mean, you're not fond of any particular character really, are you? It's not anyone you draw all the time. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Um, no, do you know, it's interesting because I'm on Reddit, as many people are these days, the arsehole of the internet. And I remember a post that I read where somebody was an artist and they'd done an ask me anything. And this person was getting paid good money. And when I say good money, I'm talking four figures. I'm talking thousands to they, they were getting commissioned thousands of dollars to draw very uh how do i say it delicately very deviant art work of certain characters doing things that is forbidden in the bible um and it's interesting because this person was was sickened by it this person hated doing this artwork for these people um some of the things that they put down they'd been asked to draw were disgusting um but they said they were making good money from it um but they were open and honest and said that they do not enjoy doing the artwork when it comes to that. And they find it quite difficult to put pen to paper and, and or pen to pad nowadays, Jesus Christ. And um, sorry. And, you know, is that something I'm not asking you, if you want to start drawing deviant artwork, because don't, but what I'm saying is, you know, is it something that you think, you want to keep that passion in there for you you want to keep up your own passion and do you think that if you were pulled in a different direction you could lose that passion or, or do you think it's something that as you expand you might look into more not deviant art
1: um uh well it's sort of a two-way street um so I, I think where where it has to happen is that you, you have to in, enjoy art to, to do it sort of thing. And when it comes to you start forcing yourself to do it, the art's not going to turn out as good and you'll just eventually lose all hopes of doing it.
0: Mm. That, I think that's the thing with anything creative is the minute you lose that, that passion for it and the minute you lose that love for doing it, um, it really starts to show. When I was writing my book, still available for publication, please contact us on a write good tale at outlook.com. Um, when I was struggling to write it, that's when I wasn't very invested in it. But the minute I got invested, my God, it came out of me like something crazy. And it's always worth enjoying. Um, and you enjoy anyone that will look at your content and at the end of the podcast, as ever listeners, um, Eliza will tell you where you can find her on the Twitter, on the, on the Instagram and what have you. Um, People will notice quite quickly that there is a predominant theme topic subject thing about your art, which is why we've brought you on to this 25th anniversary of Pokemon episode It's Pokemon, isn't it? Um, there's not many people in this world that don't like Pokemon. Let's be, and if they're if they don't, I know Peter doesn't like Pokemon. Not Peter, the person. Peter is in the knobheads oh, who dick around with yeah. animals. Yeah, those assholes. They don't like anything yeah. though. I'm pretty sure they don't like themselves. But that's a different topic. Um, when do you? Because we again we had this conversation a couple of days ago, and my remembrance my recollection of you and Pokemon was a bit different to, to what you said. I remember um, full disclosure for everyone listening. I, I've known Lizzie for nearly 18 years Eliza whoops for nearly 80 <laughs> for nearly 18 years um, almost as long as you've been alive in fact probably probably slightly longer than you've been alive um, and I I said to you I remember you watching, pokemon i don't know the title of it x and y not x and y the one with black and white um probably can't say that nowadays either pokemon black and white the tv series that's when i first remember you but you said you said you were in the series a bit earlier than that didn't you yeah
1: um i can remember platinum I can definitely remember Dawn and the, the like, uh, competitions she would do. And I can also remember May and the competitions that they would do, too. Uh, I can't remember much of it, so I couldn't, like, name exactly one incident. But I can definitely remember there being a Piplop a lot of the time. So I was probably watching from Gen 4 upwards.
0: Piplop's cool. Piplop's cool. So you've been in, according to this timeline I've got, because I'm by no means a Pokemon expert at all. You're talking about being involved in Pokemon in some way for about 13 years um, since yeah. 2008. I, of course, was uh don't cite the deep magic to be which I was there when it was written. Um, that's, I was... God, Pokemon Blue was my first game. So it's going to be interesting because we're going to have very different opinions, I think, on what Pokemon is and what Pokemon means to us and i think when we ask some of those famous questions that everyone asks about pokemon i think that's going to show in in some of our answers so what is it you like about pokemon what is it that that makes you sort of come back to it for 13 years and have enjoyed it for 13 years
1: well when i was a when i was a kid um hear me out here um i sort of was in it and then i left for a while. Um, So it wasn't, it sort of died on me for a while, but somehow it's come back into into my life, and I'm not quite sure how this um, Generation 8 came out, and it just sort of, I fell in love with it. Their music is absolutely splendid, at least uh, game-wise, and like, their characterization has gotten a lot better, especially since Generation 5, where you find yourself getting attached to the characters a lot more, I found myself replaying some of the older games and, like, genuinely just reliving in the in the past. And I think, especially because of quarantine, you like to go back and play your childhood games and give them mm. another chance. Just try to analyze them a little mm. bit more.
0: I am twenty-five years old. Um, no, I'm thirty-two, and I remember the first Pokemon coming out. I must have been about eight. Yeah, I was about eight years old, seven or eight years old when Pokemon Blue came out. And so there. I know what you mean about nostalgia. There is something about the Pokemon games that, that even, even when I play them now, there is that kind of looking back. And and that, I think, is, is why the Pokemon franchise as a whole is as successful as it is. Um, because, I mean, looking here, I'm just looking at the net income 2019's income for the Pokemon company as a whole is 15.37 billion yen. I don't know what that's going to be like in dollars or pounds, but the Pokemon franchise is huge and a lot of that flies off nostalgia. You know this is a this is a, a game that came out nearly 30 years ago, 25 years ago. so you've got a whole generation of children who are now adults who will get their children into it, who will get their children into it, bang, bang, bang. And that nostalgia is massive. And for me, I remember my our older brother. There we go. Our older brother. Um, I won't say anymore. I'll let the listeners work that out. Our older brother got Pokemon Red before I got Pokemon Blue. And I remember getting Pokemon Blue a little bit later for my birthday. So he must have got it in the June and I must have got it in the October. Yeah. Um, so... There you go. October is my birthday, everybody. So when you're listening, please set up the Patreon and send the stuff for October. Um, And I just remember falling in love with it because it was it was crazy. It was a crazy game. And I'm scared because I'm about to touch on something which I know is controversial, especially between older and younger generation fans. Um, The whole idea that there were 151 of these little bastards and you could catch all of them and you could have a combination of six of all of them whatever combination you liked you could call them what you like you could give them the names of what you like and they were yours they were your pokemon and that was crazy that that concept to me was unreal and i remember being at school um when things like the trading card game kicked off and everyone had a different pokemon team and that's great and it is that nostalgia it, it, you know everyone i think every guest we've probably had on here would be able to tell us what their favorite pokemon team was back in the day and that's something which i think does unite people across my own pokemon it's plucking the sofa i can hear it bandit stop it or i'll put you back in your pokeball um yeah and it Am I, do you think I agree with what? Do you agree with what I'm saying that it is is nostalgic, but also it it connects these generations of people. People who are fans of Pokemon Blue can uh, sympathize and agree with people who played Pokemon Sword, Shield for the first time, or X and Y, or Sun and Moon. Do you agree?
1: I think it is sort of nostalgic. Uh, yeah, there's obviously like different elements that go into it, like the fact that you can adventure with these little fantasy creatures that obviously don't exist in real life like the the thrill of adventure is there like obviously at 10 year olds uh at at, when you're 10 years old your mum ain't going to kick you out and let you catch bugs to fight random trainers with um in real life we have
0: we 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 have the same mum and our 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 remembrance of what 10 years old was like is very different that's exactly what she did
1: (laughs) um she didn't she didn't send me out to fight strangers with bugs no, that's because um, you're
0: that's because you're soft
1: I'm, <laughs> okay well usually you don't go out at 10 to to, to fight strangers with bugs um or your no. little charmander or whatever or any you're like, oh, any
0: 10 year olds listening to this first of all go and tell your parents off for letting you listen to this and secondly don't go out and fight people um it's 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 interesting. Like I said, it's it's fascinating, and and one of the nostalgic reasons I think the game has got this nostalgia. Oh, and I suppose by extension, the TV series is. Um, brace yourselves for this. The series hasn't really changed much in twenty five years, has it? Um, the games are pretty much the same. You start off. There's an old creepy guy who gives you stuff. One of the three Pokemon. You go off. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You beat eight gym leaders. You run around a bit. There's normally a team of miscreants causing trouble. Bang, 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 bish, bash, bosh. Go to the end, win the championship, win a winner, chicken dinner. That is pretty much every Pokemon game. That's pretty much every Pokemon game at its heart. Obviously what Pokemon did differently with each game was new Pokemon, new new areas, new regions. Um, And it really is the Pokemon that make each game feel unique and make each game feel very different to each other because there are regional variations in later games but each region is based on a region of the real world isn't it so for example pokemon sword and shield was set in merry old england mate and very racist japan very racist and you know um x and y was france if i recall black and white was And North America, but I might be wrong on that one. I'm sure it was North America. Kanto is obviously based on Japan. So the Pokemon themselves vary from game to game. And as I said, the connection for me, and no doubt for Eliza, and no doubt for hundreds of millions of other people in this world, the reason Pokemon is so special is those bonds you build with your Pokemon. You choose these guys, you beat the shit into them, you you then catch them in a Pokeball, and then they become your friends and you use them to fight which is bad kind of if you think about it but but no these become your friends these become your pokemon you you adventure with them you journey with them so the pokemon are at the heart of the series so then i have to then ask the question let's just ask the question now yes who is your favorite pokemon but two this is a two parter so the first one is just who is your favorite pokemon straight up answer bang who's your favorite pokemon design and why why is it your favorite pokemon and then the second part of that question is going to be who's your favorite pokemon in terms of a special place that it holds in your heart you know it, it might not be your it might not be your outright favorite but this is just one that for some reason you like it it might be weird but you like it it might have a story that you remember of it that makes you like it so this year beginning who's your who's your favorite and why of all the seven (laughs) thousand
1: i i really like gudra gudra yes uh it's uh from gen six it originated in kalos um absolutely stunning pokemon uh reason why i like it when i got into generation a which is I hate i hate to say it. it's technically the first Pokemon game that I played because it's the only one that I can really fully remember the storyline and characters to. Um, uh, it was gym leader Raihan, who was the eighth gym leader. He had a he had a Goudra, and I got really attached to the gym leaders and the champion of that region, and you might be able to tell that somehow. Not sure how, though. Um, I got really attached to his Pokemon, too. I was like, oh, well, this Gudra is really cute. And I just sort of got really attached to it. And I mean, I don't know if you've actually seen the shiny of Gudra, but it I reminds have, me of I like have. apricots. And it's it's just such a sweet little shiny to have too. That the Pokemon in general looks absolutely huggable, and I it's 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 a gorgeous Pokemon.
0: Back, backwards, Gudra is Ardug, which doesn't mean <laughs> anything. Uh po- <laughs> game Freak have a tendency, don't they, to to like just come up with Pokemon split the name the reverse um height 2.1 meters weight 151 kilograms type dragon evolves from Sligu...
1: Cool. Yeah, they're all adorable. so
0: so that's your just a sort of your favorite and that's quite nice reasons for being your favorite but what is sort of one pokemon that just holds a special place in your heart for any reason
1: i feel like i'm gonna have to gonna have to have a quick look here um because there i like a lot of them but I can't quite think of what snap decision about.
0: first for just snap, first snap. one that comes into your head
1: okay all right give me a second
0: well that doesn't I've know
1: been... that <laughs> okay sorry uh, probably phalanx yeah um, I don't know those little guys are from Jenny um they're, they're just kind of funky I love them like have you seen the memes where it's like me and the boys and it's just loads of those phalanx yeah, and they, they like separate their little shields, and you can see their little faces. Based on
0: play. um, based on of course the ancient Macedonian, ancient Greek phalanx, the military formation. They they're cool. I do like phalanx. They're
1: quite. He's cool. I had I had
0: phalanx in my team for a little while. Um, I like them. You got know, that far in the game? <laughs> yeah, no, I still haven't completed it. But well, we wow, both, we promised we promised we weren't going to talk too much about sword and shield because, you know. It it it's not good. Um my favorite Pokemon of all time is Bulbasaur. I know. Because it is just the first Pokemon that I ever had. Um, like I said, my older brother chose Charmander, who evolves into Charizard, who everybody simps for, and I don't get why. It's just a red dragon in it. Like it's not even that cool. Um, and then yeah, but bulbasaur was the first Pokemon I ever had, and I remember uh, the first gym leader is Brock, and Brock is a rock-type gym leader. And how the type matchup works was grass was very strong against rock. So in that first gym, I just absolutely destroyed him, and it made me feel really powerful and really good. Um I'm not I'm a minimaxer in, in, in any game I play, but later on, apparently, I'm told Venusaur, it, it becomes the least useful. But to those people, I say, you're wrong. Bulbasaur's the best the Pokemon that sort of has the best moment in my heart is Arcanine because I was on the SS Anne this is back in Pokemon Blue, the old ship you get on a ship and you go out to sea I think there's one old man in a room who heals your Pokemon, but other than that it's kind of like a gauntlet, you've just got to go through fight after fight after fight after fight after fight, and then in the end Gary turns up, your rival and you've got to have a go with him Um, and I remember all my Pokemon were dead not dead, sorry, all my Pokemon were were fainted. And Arcanine carried me through the last three or four battles by himself. And I remember sort of, as like I said, I was only about eight or nine years old. I was sweating out my ass. I was thinking, oh my God, this is it. I'm going to lose. I'm going to faint. I don't know what happens if you faint. Playground rumors at the time said if you faint on the SSN, your game cartridge explodes and what have you. So I thought, if I lose this, that's it for me. But Arcanine, Every single battle, just win, 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 win. I couldn't believe it. And so nine for me will always be a Pokemon that has a special place in my heart. Always, forever, because he was just... He carried me through those difficult times on his fiery back. And it's cool because, you know, anyone who's seen Pokemon Blue, the sprites look like Roadkill. But when I saw him in some of the later games with the cool animated sprites, especially in, um, I think I have him in Sword and Shield, but I definitely had him in in X and Y. It was so cool to see him sort of like fully 3D and just with his little teeth. Just cool, just nice. And you know what, that, that's There's something we've, you know, we've, we've just had that conversation three or four minutes about Pokemon and we've shared stories and that's what Pokemon does. And I'm sure if there are other people with us, they'd be able to share their stories. So they're your favourite Pokemon. That is always the question, Phalanx and Goudra. Um, and they're both slightly later generation. I believe Goudra was was Pokemon Black and White, wasn't it? No,
1: Gen 6. Gen That's 6, Pokemon, yeah.
0: X and Y. X and Y. And, and obviously Phalanx was Generation 8. Um, do you think then, and this is, again, one of these topics where there's going to be the difference, do you think Pokemon designs have got,
1: worse no
0: cool thanks
1: just just (laughs) no let me finish um so generation generation like especially with generation five they they, did they did kind of have a little bit of a flop and um you know they got the the ice cream and the and the trash bag and stuff like that yeah but you know even back in generation one, they had a literal Pokeball Pokemon and a snake Pokemon. So like I don't I don't really hey, get the argument. I listen, listen. Snake I don't really Snake get...
0: Pokemon, they they worked really hard on that. And they really, really, really worked hard on his name as well.
1: <laughs> they flipped it backwards. Um, so you know uh, people can like look at older generations like um i think it was in in gen five where it's like um the 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 pokemon where it's dears and people are like wow game freaks really running out of ideas or oh
0: oh, are you talking about the legendary ones um Um, or the the the, the, because there was three of them based on the three musketeers terrakion um Berezion and Cobalion. No, there's a
1: Pokemon called Kling Clang. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, it's, it's gears.
0: I'm looking at Generation Five now, and, and a lot of people do say generation five was the weakest. Which generation is interesting.
1: Generation five was the
0: weakest. Because the generation five starters were, I think, some of the best. Yeah. Personally. Um, yeah, because yeah, that's right. I'm looking at them now. Generation five also had those monkeys, didn't they?
1: oh no you know they got they got voted for the ugliest pokemon yeah,
0: and, and and that was weird because i remember thinking because pokemon generation five pokemon black was my first pokemon game since pokemon gold i believe um and so i kind of went into it thinking here we go this is going to be let's see what new boys we've got and you choose your starter at the beginning of the game grass fire water easy and then you get given a corresponding monkey and i thought why are you doing this What's the point? Like, I don't want this. I don't want. I don't want this corresponding monkey. I want to be able to catch it. I think you can give in it, don't you? I don't know. It's, it's yeah. been a while since I've gone through that you game. Go
1: for a battle, and they give you it.
0: Yeah, and I, I didn't want it, but I felt I had to have it in my team because it was a kind of um, complementary class to the one I'd chosen, and I got rid of it in the end. I'm looking at some other Generation Five here. We, we've got, you know, you, you've got a ferret with a hand on its tail. You've got a corgi dog, not a corgi dog, one of those um, Highland Terrier dogs, which kind of just gets furrier. Yeah, you're right, you've, you've got a metal chain, some gears.
1: I think Gen um, 5 was definitely one of the weaker ones, but yeah. the fact that the, the argument you make, like when you look at the recent generations, like someone will see the G- Galarian, um, I think it's Weezing, I'm not quite sure. Uh, the glory and Weezing, and they they gave him a top hat, and yeah. that's, uh, and a little, like, a, a little monocle, and that's Gen- it. And generation- people look at that and go, wow, wow, Pokemon's really lazy, but...
0: <laughs> generation A, obviously the most recent one, um, although there, obviously there was the announcement of Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is going to be, hopefully, a, a next generation. It's using all the old Pokemon, fair enough. Well, maybe not all of them. Don't get involved. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at again, I'm looking at Generation 8. And and again, this was generation eight was the first Pokemon I played since Pokemon X. And I wasn't I wasn't too impressed with, with the Pokemon in this one. I mean, you've got the Queen's Corgi, you've got Squirtle, but he's now called Tootle. Um, you've got a fox, you've got a fox, there's a big fat squirrel, there's a plant. Well, there's always been plants. It, it, there was literally literal ice cream. Um, yeah, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, how how do you feel about the idea? And I've have discussed this with other people about Pokemon companies stop making new Pokemon now, not games, new Pokemon themselves, and maybe only add three or four per game, rather than trying to burden themselves because the first generation, which again you weren't even alive to see was 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 crazy because these things came out and this hadn't been done before, these kind of weird creatures. And as it's gone on, as you said, Generation 5 and 6 and 7, there's been weird ones, you know, like um Unknown, which is just a symbol, an ice cream, as you said, a Pokeball. For old veterans of the genre like me, it just kind of feels a little bit like they're kind of running out of ideas i mean the starters in the new pokemon were okay pokemon sword and shield were okay but we've got a fire monkey we've no we have got a fire monkey i'm looking at a picture which has flipped all the classes around you've got you've got a grass monkey you've got a fire bunny rabbit which admittedly was pretty cool and a, and a really weird lizard um i didn't like i didn't like the lizard although sobble sobble was incredible
1: I will say that Generation Eight seems to be the, the the second weakest in Pokemon designs, but I think the the main issue here with the Pokemon designs is that they are rushing to push out a game every year, mm. um, and so they can't really spend much deliberation and time on designs. Like for for fun, I will like design different Pokemon for my portfolios and things like that, and like I'll look. I'll, I'll look back at drafts when I originally created them and I'll be like, that's disgusting. Why would I ever want to make that? However, I do think these bad design Pokemon considering, well, that they aren't starters um, like a, a Litton or, you know, the other, the other Pokemon that are not so nice to look at that are starter Pokemon. If they aren't starters, I feel like it sort of adds to the charm a little. Mm. Like you can have the odd rubbish Pokemon and that's absolutely fine. Like, Generation five was a very, a very good region who did actually have quite good Pokemon with like, well, yeah, Trubbish and Vanillish aren't very uh, visually appealing and they aren't very creative, but they sort of just added to the charm of it a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at look at some of the animals that live in the world today. They look stupid. And in any kind of evolutionary world, you're going to have weird looking Pokemon. I was actually going to ask you, but you've kind of half answered it. Um do, from, uh, from an artist's point of view, do you think it, it's getting harder for them to come up with new and exciting Pokemon?
1: Um, no, I don't think it should be getting harder for them. Um, but do you think it is? Uh, perhaps they could be struggling slightly, but with the amount of animals that are out there in the world and the amount of regions that are out there, like the amount of different countries they could be basing it off. and. I don't think they should be running out of ideas anytime soon. Yeah, I mean,
0: there's some there's some really cool um, Pokemon that are based on people, isn't there? Like um, Empoleon, for example.
1: I, I think... like Empoleon.
0: Is based on, and you'll love this, listeners, those of you who don't really follow Pokemon, or those of you that might not know this, Empoleon is based on Emperor Napoleon. The, the the French emperor from the eighteenth nineteenth centuries, um, and when you look at a picture of Napoleon and a picture of Empoleon, you can see how, for example, game uh, the the designers of the Pokemon used Emperor Napoleon as a kind of guide. Um, what's the what's what's the fire boy? Embor, Embor. Uh, he's another starter. They seem to put a lot of energy into their starters sometimes, but Embor is based on the uh, Cha- Han Dynasty Chinese general, Chang Fei. Um, again, if you look at cultural depictions of, of Cheng Fei, the, the Han Dynasty general died in around 222 AD, I believe. Um, if you look at pictures of him or depictions of him, you will see. The similarities between Embor and 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 Shenfei, fei so they do they they draw on a lot of kind of mythological historical things but but certainly as somebody who's been around long enough to see even i've played every pokemon generation i've certainly seen every pokemon generation it does increasingly feel sometimes like they are running out of ideas And with- you could have said that when they made ditto
1: <laughs> With the starter Pokemon, I did read an, an interesting article the uh, a few months ago where um they kind of explained why the newest generation of starters didn't quite hit home as much as like generations one to five. So from generation six onwards, the starter Pokemon, their, their final evolutions are not animals. They're based off of hobbies. So like if you look at a Delphox, that's a wizard. If you look at a I think it's a prime and era. That that is an opera singer. If you look at a Rilla Boom, that's a drama. And like, while it's sweet because you know, um, Generation Six, which is in France, that's based off sort of like mystical hobbies, like a Greninja is a ninja, Delphox is a witch or a wizard, and
0: that's I my favorite don't hobby.
1: Really know what Pet is. <laughs> um, and uh, gen- Generation Seven has. Um, uh, it hasn't seen a role, and Generation Eight has musical things like a like a drummer and a soccer person and what? a spy.
0: I'm looking at screenrant.com and I'm calling but you I out think... screenrant.com. Uh, every starter Pokemon ranked number one, Froakie get off yourself. Um, <laughs> number nine, Bulbasaur, get it up. ya yeah. how dare you put Bulbasaur at number nine? Charmander, Stimpmander, more like number seven, fennekin 12, 15, poplio. Don't even know you exist. Who are you? Yeah. Chespin, yeah, chespin, chespin was sad. Uh, chespin is um generation six, X and Y, wasn't he? And I love chespin and chestnut. And then when he became chestnut, was it chestnut or chestnut? Chestnut and chestnut, I didn't like him because he just looked like a big chestnut with a face of a squirrel. Oh, um, is it
1: the middle evolution?
0: The, the uh the final evolution chestnut chestnut was like um, oh
1: quilladin is the like ball
0: yeah Quilid. I was very disappointed that I kind of chose um that I chose Chespin because I love the look of Chespin but actually they were pretty weak starters that generation anyway if you ask yeah. me because um, 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 I didn't really like Fox and Greninja uh, yeah it's just uh, creepy
1: I think, yeah, the, the reason why the designs went down is uh they started focusing on making the Pokemon look more like the hobbies than they did making the Pokemon look like actual animals. Like when you look at a Delphox, yeah, that still looks like a fox, but it also looks very humanoid. And you know, that's the sort of argument that a lot of people make now. Like when you look at when you look at especially Gen 5 with Ember, they're like, oh, it's a it's it's a it's a it's another anthropomorphic fire starter.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, that's a that's a bit of a problem. Firefighting. Where, yeah, firefighting, which actually Gen Eight didn't do. Gen Eight did um no no dual types this time I think. Um, but you know, while Gen Six was quite good with it, like it it was still sort of animalistic think that's definitely where especially Gen 7 with Incineroar and all of Gen 8 went downhill. Um, Litten, I absolutely love what Litten looked like. Litten was so adorable. It had such cute potential to become such a good Pokemon. And I loved Primera and Decidueye, but I don't know what possessed them to make Incineroar. No, I really uh, don't.
0: A big old Lucha Libre fire wrestling cat. It was a strange one, wasn't <laughs> it? But I, hope, yeah. I hope, hope the listeners listeners can pick up from this that, that there is so much to talk about with Pokemon and and we've only just... Well, we're, we could still talk about Pokemon themselves for ages um, because this is the thing. Everyone has their favourites and, and this is, I think, what's made the game so successful for 25 years. It's going to be very interesting um, because I never played Diamond and Pearl. Um, that's when I kind of went off the series a bit. And they've obviously Nintendo have announced the new Diamond and Pearl remakes, which I think look really good. I like the art style. I know many people don't. I'm probably going to get them because I've never played Diamond and Pearl, um, but I know from a lot of people that Diamond and Pearl are considered like the the best Pokemon games, um, the best generation, the best games themselves. So that should be good fun. They've obviously announced that. They've announced uh, Arceus. Legends Arceus, which is interesting, interesting, and I'm going to say it controversial. Um, the Legend of Zelda celebrates its 35th anniversary this year. Hooray, hooray, hooray. Um, thanks, Nintendo, for letting us down. Um, and The Legend of Zelda had been a series that had stayed quite similar for quite a long time. There'd been deviations occasionally. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, um, and then the Game Boy Sojourns but it pretty much it'd been the same earth world water world fire world boss that the kind of zelda formula breath of the wild came out picked up the four pin i ripped it in half chewed it up spat it out done its own thing one of the best games of all time this new pokemon game looks like it could do that um i am going to have to say it because of course i'm going to have to say it um People expected Pokemon Sword and Shield after the success of Mario Odyssey on the Switch and Breath of the Wild on the Switch. They expected Sword and Shield to be similar. It certainly made a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. The game sold very well, but I think a lot of people were disappointed that it kind of was the same game again with very little in terms of innovation. And even the promised innovations were half-baked. I mean, I'm on the Wikipedia page now, and the term Dexit comes up in a third paragraph, so it kind of tells you what you need to know. Um, So I think a lot of people are hoping that that Pokemon Legends Arceus is the Pokemon's answer to Breath of the Wild, a complete of the genre, complete changing of the genre, really making it different. And from the trailer, and I know you can never follow a trailer, from the trailer, it looks like it might be it. Uh, Are you excited, Eliza, for the Next Generation games?
1: Certainly, they're they're both Sinnoh, and I've recently got into the sort of Sinnoh thing, the Sinnoh theme. Is suppose you could call, you could call it. Um, I'm I'm certainly excited to see what they've got to offer. It probably means we'll have a, a smaller Pokedex, you know, considering this is in Generation Four, so we'd have a Generation Four Pokedex. However, looking at the starter lineups for um for a Pokemon Legends, which can I just say it's a it's a really weird starter lineup.
0: Yeah, I thought cool.
1: that. You've got Cyndaquil, Oshawott, and Rowlet, but I'm not complaining. They're all really cute starters. I don't know which one I'm going to pick.
0: I'm going with Rowlet because it's I'm one I've never used.
1: Probably going to go with Cyndaquil because I really hope they give Typhlosion their, their flames back.
0: Cynd- Cyndaquil is a sad and strange Pokemon because Cyndaquil looks really cool, but then its evolutions get progressively weirder and yeah. the Pokemon doesn't really change. Typhlosion is exactly the same yeah. as Cyndaquil. It's it was a really strange. I know it was done Pokemon Gold and Silver for the for the limitations of of the game. You know they needed to kind of have it as simple as possible for the game because again, if you look at Chikorita and Totodile, again their evolutions are a bit simple as well. Yeah,
1: Chico, Chikorita is a something.
0: The Cyndaquil looks weird. Um, Cyndaquil... He was my f- first starter in Pokemon Gold.
1: Suppose I suppose I could go for a, for a Oshawott because I'm quite a big fan of Samurott too.
0: I love Oshawott. I actually bought you, if you remember, I actually bought you an Oshawott many years ago for a birthday <laughs> or Christmas. I can't remember uh, which one. Yeah, Rowlet. I like Rowlet. He looks Rowlet.
1: cool. Rowlet's pretty cool.
0: And I like uh,
1: this thing. It's a strange lineup, but it sort, of, it sort of makes me think that they won't be sticking just to the Gen 4 Pokédex. They, um, they're probably, first and foremost, the remakes um, the, the remakes for Diamond and Pearl have sort of, it's sort of semi, if they're going to change the Pokédex. But what we do know is they're probably including the Platinum Pokédex and not just Diamond and Pearl, because Porygon, Porygon Z or Porygon 2 was was in the um was in the trailer for the remakes
0: porygons
1: uh, porygon 2 is uh in platinum and not in diamond and pearl um so that's that's something to keep in mind uh as well as the fact that uh legends obviously has pokemon from completely different regions and also didn't name the professor that was going to give you the pokemon so, um, you know, I feel like yeah, it's that, going to be an ongoing thing.
0: That's interesting. Pokemon Legends Arceus um, looks – I actually saw a rumour today that it's actually set um, – you're playing one of the first humans to move into the region, into the Sinnoh region. So yeah. that's why there's very few people around, and also that's why there's um, a wider range of Pokemon from outside the Sinnoh Pokedex. Um because apparently they're going to explain how these Pokemon were moved into different areas. I don't know.
1: That it sounds could crazy. Be the reason why you don't get given a Sinonian or Sinnoh starter either, because you know they're not really considered starter Pokemon at this point. They're so just who's your Pokemon?
0: <laughs> so just to jump back to your art very quickly, you yes. do you do a lot of drawings. You're for anyone who likes sort of dr- any kind of artistic drawing, anything like that. You're very. You post a lot, so you're you're getting a lot of good content following your Instagram and what have you. Um, who's your favorite Pokemon character?
1: Oh, that's that's a very hard question for me to answer. Uh, currently at the moment, I'm quite a big fan of Cynthia. I've mm. been focusing on her for quite some time now. She's a very pretty character, and she's a she's a as a as a fandom or like the fans in general I like to call it. She's the most she's the hardest champion we've got um you know with her uh, terrifying garchomp and all that but uh, you've got you you haven't played it you've got a lot to experience and i really hope that the remakes don't screw up the battle somehow well, what I game was she been. in she's in gen generation four uh you haven't you haven't you haven't faced her and uh, i'm really sorry for no, you,
0: which too. which one's generation four?
1: you know, who's
0: <laughs> a, um, Diamond and Pearl. Yeah. Yeah. I have played. player. Yeah. She, I, I know, I know from enough internet nomenclature that she is a legendary breaker of balls. Um, not as bad as the first gym leader in Pokemon gold, whose name I forget with her. tank. Oh, really? Yeah. With her tank. With her, her tank.
1: Yeah. That's, My God. that's always
0: fun. But you draw a lot. You draw a lot of Leon. Um, he was a character I know you liked. Um, what, what about sort of expanding it out into the anime?
1: Um, I'm never going to draw Ash ever. No, um, he's annoying. I don't
0: like Ash. He's a loser as well.
1: I but... don't like Ash particularly. I feel like his art should have ended when he, uh, when he won this Sun and Moon Championships. Uh, however, the way that Journeys is going, Pokemon Journeys, which is a new one for Generation 8, it's actually been going quite well. It's a very good anime. Um, I haven't watched it personally, but I've heard a lot of positive things about it. And it looks like they could be passing on the protagonist role to Go, or Go, or I don't quite know how you pronounce it. Um, But it could seem that we might be getting a new protagonist, because I really haven't had a reason to, like, cheer for Ash since he got his Pikachu.
0: What, so like episode one?
1: So like... I probably not episode one I I sort of liked him and Team Rocket I definitely don't want Team Rocket to go Team Rocket can stay they're like I love them they're comedy gold but Ash in general like he sort of hasn't changed at all and you know he's very stubborn and like I feel like in X and Y especially there was this, this example like he grew so much in X and Y and then in Sun and Moon he just forgot everything and became a stubborn little child again
0: yeah, that, that but that's common in in lots of anime and cartoons and video games because you know the problem is if you have if your character keeps growing and getting stronger eventually they're going to become god especially when you've had as many seasons as um Pokemon has which has been going since 1997.
1: i feel like and, it could have done a done a good yeah. job if they didn't keep the same protagonist yeah but
0: the problem is by the end of by the end of it I said he, he's become a god if he keeps growing. So uh, they did it in Kingdom Hearts three, which was kind of annoying. At the beginning of the game, they just went, "Oh yeah, by the way, Sora, ha, ha you've lost all your powers, ha, ha ha ha," and you're just like, "What?" And it, it, it's kind of annoying. It is kind of annoying because you think, but then at the same time, you have to understand that otherwise, there's no game. There'd be no, uh, there'd be no anime if if the last two seasons were just Ash going around bodying Pokemon, just I punching got- them.
1: suppose you could you could argue that but it also gets rid of all the character development and the character you once loved
0: yeah it also
1: got rid of the very very nice art style too yeah which is controversial but i'm just gonna say sun and moon is not the prettiest art style
0: have you have you ever tried or have you ever considered trying different art styles your your art is very um stylized have you ever have you ever tried considered sort of um doing different art styles or again is it coming back to that passion thing do you just draw what you like
1: I've you're been happy with it? doing different art styles since the start of my Instagram like debut uh I don't know how to pronounce that either actually um but like I've I've been practicing because sometimes when I publish something it'll sort of you know it goes to you and you're like I don't actually know if this is good or not and so I I can spend weeks at a time figuring out where to go with my new art style and it's it's changed I was counting this with my friend the other day it's changed at least 13 times in the uh in the in the span of a year which is a little bit concerning but I'm honestly not complaining all that much I feel like I've got it to a place where uh, where I am satisfied with it, and I've been dabbling in like realism and stuff. Especially when I go to university, they'll be teaching me a lot more about how to draw realistically and how to draw better. Because while I do have promise, you know, it's not quite up to the standards of what a university would originally expect.
0: I'd i I'd, I'd be I'd be careful there because the problem is if everyone works to the same standard, then you don't have any individuality anymore
1: exactly you know yeah, and, I- and
0: and and you know just because just because somebody can draw a, a perfectly anatomic human body that looks like a you know you see it online sometimes people are like yes I drew this with pencils and you think mm-hmm. bloody hell that's good but that doesn't mean that it's better than than somebody who draws anime style stuff No, it's a very completely. different type of art you know um so never as I suppose it's, it's supposed to be the same with writing my book you know i I can't measure my book against those people who write self-help books because I'm not a liar. Um, or And I can't measure myself against somebody who writes um, for for teenagers because it isn't a teenage book I've written. Um, I will measure myself against a lot of people. My book is better than a lot of theirs. I've read enough to know that. But, um, you know, you can't do that. You, you can't ever sort of measure your, your art against something else, you know, because... That's the whole point of art, isn't it? That that everyone everyone is different. Everyone does very different things.
1: It is the point of art, but uh, in the new in the new age of social media, we've sort of developed standards where like you'll see a 14-year-old drawing super hyper-realism of like a fantacan, and that's the sort of level you should be aiming for at 14 years of age. So no,
0: it isn't. No, it isn't. Because that for, that 14-year-old probably can't tie his own shoes.
1: I'm 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 not saying that because I am actually a big fan of stylized art and just going out there and showing what you've got. But unfortunately with social media, it's a lot more normalized to look say like because I only really took art seriously when I turned 16. Um you know, it's a lot more normal to, to look at my art when I was 16 and be like, oh, well, you know, I, m- my daughter can draw better than that. And she's seven. And, you know,
0: my son not, can draw better than that. And he's one.
1: It's not really it's not really a competition. You know, it's it, you you all learn at your own pace. And, I, you know, you're supposed to do it for yourself. And if you feel like you need to improve, then go out there and utilize the tools and improve at your own pace. Do not burn yourself out because then you lose all the passion you you went into art with but you know otherwise don't compare yourself to other artists because realism and drawing stylized are two completely different things and you'll probably you'll probably look at some realistic artists that can't draw stylized at all because they do not they they specialize in realism and not in stylized
0: Mm. that's a nice message actually i think for anyone listening just just do you do what makes you happy be who you are do what makes you happy be the way it is do you do you know because we'll we'll wind up now because i don't want to keep you much longer we like we like to keep our episodes digestible um do you remember the team rocket motto
1: um i I think so yeah (laughs)
0: Did you google it on your, on your tab google phone now or whatever you got and we'll, we'll do it for, for the for the nice people get it get it up what we'll do is we'll we'll, we'll say our goodbyes we'll, we'll tell everyone where we can find you on the social media and then to, to serenade ourselves out to serenade everyone to their graves we shall uh, do the team rocket rap you shall take the role of Jesse I shall okay. take the role of James the only reason. I can hear people going, oh, typical. Rawr. No, the only reason I'm taking the role of James is because I love the way he says his own name, and I'm going to try and do that. Um, bandit shall take the role of he's gone. He's going to take the role of Meowth. Um, um, nobody will take the role of Meowth.
1: Are you sure I can go get Sylvion? but she's probably not
0: around. Oh, yeah, it's, it's listeners, uh, Eliza's cat is called Sylveon, named after <laughs> a 50-year-old woman in a Glaswegian pub.
1: No, it's named after the Pokemon Sylveon. I think so, I that that's probably pretty ha, obvious. So. Have,
0: have you got it? Have you got it ready? You know, prepare for trouble and make it double.
1: Yeah.
0: Who goes? Who goes? Who goes first? I can't remember. I hold don't
1: on. know. I'm looking um, at the lyrics. It doesn't tell you.
0: I think it goes. Hold on.
1: Oh, you go. You go second. Yeah, because, j- uh, it goes Jesse James.
0: Jesse James. Jesse James. Jesse James. And after I say James, we both say the last bit together, don't we?
1: Um, Team yeah, Rocket think
0: blasts so. off at the speed of light. Yeah, we both say that the same. We'll say it the same anyway. So, um, so yeah, that's what people have got to look forward to when we finish. But before we do finish, um, people, if people want to follow you, if people want to get in touch with you, look at your artwork, where can they find you on the Twitter and the Instagram
1: Okay, so Instagram, my my uh, my uh, my little label here is Hydromygon. It might be a bit hard to spell. Do you always spell that out? Spell um, it, spell it,
0: spell it out for the listeners.
1: H uh, y d r a m a i g o n.
0: That's on Instagram. Um,
1: and uh, on the Twitter, let me have a look at the Twitter real quick. Um, I publish on here pretty pretty solidly sometimes i forget it exists but um uh my ass on here is uh h my so uh that's h m a i g o n
0: great and um as ever you can find me in the odd bins picking up loads of wine and if you want to find me on the socials you can find me on twitter at stuart green s g and on Instagram at stewgreen 1989 You can find the podcast on Twitter, on at right underscore tail, and on Insta at a right good tail. If you want to get in touch to email us, if you uh, sort of want to get in touch uh, with Eliza, if you want to get in touch with, with us directly, anything like that, if you want to get in touch with me about publishing my book, send us an email on a right good tail at outlook.com. So that's all the social's done. Are you ready to for to serenade our wonderful <laughs> listeners?
1: And I, what I'll do is
0: I'll I'll do I'll sort of three, two, one and I'll do the da-da-da. And then I'll just let you take it from there, say two.
1: I'm not doing any voices, but you can go all out. This
0: this this is gonna be on the internet potentially forever now. So this is us performing <laughs> the Team Rocket motto, featuring James, Stuart, Jesse, Eliza, and Meowth. Me um. probably again. <laughs> there we go here we go this is it this is this is to end us off so prepare for trouble and make it double
1: to protect the world from devastation
0: to unite all peoples within our nation
1: to denounce the evils of truth and love
0: to extend our reach to the stars above jesse james Team, Team rocket, rocket blast off at the, at the speed, speed of light. So now or prepare to fight, fight. me out. That's right. There we go. I actually I might yeah I might actually start looking into voiceover work because I, I feel <laughs> I could do a very good James. So there we go. I've been me. Eliza has been Hydra hydromagon Hydra Maygon, Eliza, <laughs> our guest. Thank you for coming on to a right good tale
1: yeah no problem
0: it been nice to have you to talk about Pokemon celebrate the 25th anniversary there's still 10 months of the mm, 9 months of the year left so let's see um, there we go that's, that's it I'm sure next time or the time before we'll be of us again at some point so there we go and uh, if you want me to do that change impression again get in contact thank you
1: very much everybody